Well, hey there, podcast listeners. Today we're tackling a topic just for husbands. And I guess, husbands, you can invite your wife in on this because, well... I'm here. <laughs> yes, I invited my wife in on this. And my good friend and uh, another mentor in the Pursue God world, uh, Alex Essen, who is also married. I am, yeah. And wisely, you didn't bring your wife to She's this not thing. here, so I can say whatever I want. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So we're talking about honoring your wives. Let's just let's just start right off the bat with the scripture. This comes from 1 Peter chapter 3 in verse 7. It says this, in the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should, so your prayers will not be hindered. Now, there's a lot of information here, mm-hmm. and we're going to kind of unpack a little bit of this. And again, husbands and wives, if you're listening to this, make sure to check this out in our um, in our marriage section online at PursueGod.org. Um, it's called Men Honor Your Wives, so you can have this conversation and walk through some of these questions we're going to walk through. I guess, first of all, Tracy, what's your initial reaction to this, this whole idea? Because what Piper says in his video is that... Uh, that men, the main response of husbands toward wives should be honor. Now, I think there's an author out there that says, no, we're supposed to love our wives and they're supposed to respect us. Mm-hmm. So my, fir- my first reaction was, wait a second, aren't, shouldn't the wives honor the husbands and then the husbands love the wives? What am I missing here? Tracy, what do you think? Well, it's kind of a loaded topic. I don't know that we're going to be able to tackle it all in one podcast. But to me, I think a key word in that passage is really understanding. Mm -hmm. Um, That if you're really honoring me as your wife, it's because you've taken the time to understand me, Hmm. to study me, to know who I am, what what makes me happy, what makes me sad. So that's, to me, kind of the key here of of what I focus on. I I don't want to get into the And I don't want people to misunderstand what we're trying to say in this topic is like, you know, women are weak and men have to lead us and we don't know what we're doing because that's not the essence of what we're talking about. Well, so maybe, maybe honoring your wife or like it says in this first treat your wife with understanding is Mm -hmm. a, is a practical application of the principle of loving your wife, Mm -hmm. love your wife in this way. Cause maybe a lot of husbands, I don't know, Alex, what do you think men typically think of in our culture when they think love your wife? Um, are they thinking about like intimacy? Are they thinking about um, giving them hugs and kisses? What do you think? Yeah, I, mean, I think the average American man thinks that his job is to make sure his wife knows that she's beautiful in mm-hmm. his eyes and that she's taken care of and then that like emotionally she feels um, supported by him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How we go about that as American men, probably not always the most mm-hmm. uh, appropriate way, but yeah. Mm. Well, it's funny because before we started recording this podcast, we were talking about how you uh, and your wife um, resolve disputes. And as a fighter pilot, Alex, you you tend to approach your marriage um, probably kind of like you approach a fighter pilot debrief a little bit. Yeah, my uh, my job revolves around instructing people. So mm-hmm. essentially, I, I talk for a living. Yeah. And when we were newly married, um, you know, nothing against her whatsoever. It's just I talk a lot. And so I articulate my ideas. Mm-hmm. And I'm used to, you know, thinking pretty far ahead of my words. And so I could outmaneuver her in any mm-hmm. argument that I wanted to mm-hmm. easily. Yeah. Regardless of whether I was in the right or mm-hmm. the wrong. Yeah. 
And that's how I approached the majority of our conflicts is that no matter what, I could use my logic to win, Right. if right. that makes sense. Right. Um, that would squarely be in the non-honoring, I would say, because <laughs> it didn't matter whether I was right or wrong. Right. I just, just wanted to win. Right. You know? Yeah. Also, because I'm a fighter pilot. Right. But, yeah. But yeah. that's the that's the point. I mean, I think that's when you look at that word honor that, Alex, like to your point, that for a lot of us, we think it's about being right. And so, like you said, I could I could outmaneuver her in the logic category of like, well, why that wasn't true or you're overreacting to this. But the point is, if your wife is hurt or upset about something, that the honor would be, I just want to understand where you are right now. Doesn't matter right or wrong. Just yeah. understand you because I love you. Yep. Uh, and that's always hard for me because if she has a problem with somebody else, then I want to fix it. And if mm -hmm. she has a problem with me, then I want to show her why it doesn't need to exactly. be fixed. <laughs> exactly. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Tracy, what would you say to a, to a husband out there who's listening to this, who's hopefully being teachable and thinking, I wonder, I wonder what my wife would say to this question. Mm -hmm. would, would, your, would your wife say that you honor her? What would you say as a woman... Um, for a guy who wants to start honoring his wife a little bit more, how would you break that down? Maybe what are some practical things mm -hmm. that a guy can do? So maybe someone who relates to Alex's uh, fighter pilot approach to marriage, like you're just, you're treating your spouse like a buddy or like right. a, like a, you know, coworker or something like that. Right. Yeah. I think again, I, I key in on this word understanding and I, and I think that a wife feels honored when her husband can come home and, recognizes like I can see on your face I know you well enough to know right now you look stressed so I'm just going to come in and I'm going to say honey I'm going to finish dinner here um, just go sit down and have a chill for 10 minutes or you know you haven't been on a date in a long time then instead of the wife having to come to husband and say hey you never take me on dates anymore mm -hmm. that you're thinking and anticipating and planning those things because I think as as women and especially women who are parents a mom mm -hmm. We're multitasking and thinking about the needs of multiple people. And so it really stands out when your husband thinks of you enough to say, I'm going to anticipate your needs mm -hmm. and I'm going to do things without you even have to ask me. But see, that comes back to that understanding piece that you take the time to know your wife well enough. Like, I don't know a woman that wouldn't respond well to that. Whatever word you want to use, um, that if your husband takes the time to learn you and can anticipate your needs and act on that, that's, you're golden. Yeah, and a great topic in our library, man, if you want to just uh, cover a topic next date night with your wife, or maybe before you go to bed tonight, say, hey, let's pull up this love map topic in mm -hmm. the marriage page, because Tracy explained what the love map is and how that works. Yeah, so John Gottman, um, who studies couples, that's what he does. What he noticed is the couples that had marriages that could last were couples that continued to date and to learn new things about each other. So they could create a map and could anticipate where, where they were going on the map because they would ask questions and they would study their spouse so they could say, okay, I know what direction she's going. Um, and I could develop a map of where she wants to go. Um, and so you, there's just good questions. Like we offer that in the topic. There's some good questions that you can ask one another. But the point is that you're intentional in getting to know your spouse. Yeah, and Alex, I think a lot of guys, I don't know, like you're a man's man and you you hang with a lot of manly guys. I mean, how does that strike you, you know, as a, as a guy like that? Like, would you, could you see yourself um, really sort of 
I don't know, would it be called humbling yourself to say, I want to know you, I want to understand you, I want to sit down and, and, and re, you know, kind of like you're dating all over again. I mean, what would you say to, I mean, respond for the, on this, for the sake of a guy who probably is like laughing a little bit at this right now? Yeah. Uh, so I guess the best comparison I could make towards your wife is, is like a car engine. <laughs> Uh, like <laughs> I, good, you know, I put a good fair, male analogy. Yeah, I put a fair amount of like effort into understanding the engine that's in my plane, mm -hmm. how it works, like what the care and feeding that's required mm -hmm. of that. Um, it's a complicated thing, and it tends to be fairly finicky and requires <laughs> a decent amount of knowledge to even have a shot at at, at uh, asking that thing to produce mm -hmm. on a daily basis. We're talking about the engine still. Right? <laughs> you bet. You yeah. bet. Uh, I mean, I think my that's wife point, Katie is is pretty similar um like it is going to be a lifelong pursuit to understand mm -hmm. her and to figure out what it is that she wants and uh, there are days that i'm gonna suck at that and there mm -hmm. are days that i'm gonna uh, be okay just like similarly when i'm flying my jet uh, there are days that i am not great at that mm -hmm. um and so but the de like the desire to learn the engine or how to fix it um how to not have the same problem mm -hmm. again uh, preventative maintenance wise is how I would kind of compare that. So mm -hmm. like I've lost the battle if I don't care about preventing the next problem, the next conflict, the next her feeling uh, neglected. Mm -hmm. uh, it is my job to, to maintain the engine, mm -hmm. I think, you know? Yeah. That's a good analogy. Yeah. I think men can understand that. I, I know for me, Trace, we, you know, in our marriage, I dated I dated pretty intentionally and I was, uh, I was, uh, I swept you right off your feet. And what do you think 20 some years later? Well, it clearly was a trick. Yeah. <laughs> it was. <laughs> he was a different guy. You were an imposter. Yeah. Well, so because what I, one of the things I had to do was borrow my roommate's clothing. Yeah. He literally wore not his, his clothes. Yeah. So, so then, so then when we finally got married and we moved in together and he's like, hey, where's that one shirt? I'm like, oh, that was Steve's. Well, what about that other shirt? Oh, that was Steve's. <laughs> I don't even know you. <laughs> So we had to get past that, and it took us several years of therapy to... Oh, please. I'm not that shallow. No, I know. But but no, it, what my point is that that now at this point, it is, it's, it, you know, it's, you have to, you have to be intentional. You have to say, I'm going to, like you said, Alex, have a lifelong pursuit of knowing this person and developing and, and loving this person. And I'll say, Alex, you're, you're in the, you're in the early kid stage right now. You've got two little ones at home. And I tell you, that is... That is a hard period to get to know someone. Mm -hmm. Tracy and I are coming just out of that. We, we were almost we're almost empty nesters now, and so it's what's interesting about this is now it's our time, Tracy, to kind of reconnect on this almost like hey we don't have kids anymore level, and so we're we're returning back to this time where we have a little bit more time in our day. We're not chasing around with the kids um, as you're going to be doing, Alex. So I think every season of life mm -hmm. has a has a new challenge when it comes to honoring. Your wives well, and Katie, and your wife's needs are going to be different now than they might be in five years. So it's like you, it's just a constant mm -hmm. effort. At, if you really want to honor your wife, then it's like you, you need to meet her needs and understand her now. Mm -hmm. And she's going to change as your season of life changes. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, it sounds so menial, but like, I honestly think one of the things that she appreciates most is when I walk through the door and I, Look at our one son, and he seems to be happy without any new scratches or wounds on him. And then the baby isn't crying, and I'm mm -hmm. like, "Hey, 
Nice it's job today. Day. Like, good job. <laughs> like, that seems to be a pretty high compliment at the moment, mm -hmm. you know? So Absolutely. That's good. That's, that's still the compliment. I walk home and our 16-year-old son hasn't gotten into a wreck. And we look at each Seriously. other and we said, we made it through another day. Another day. <laughs> good job, guys. All right, let's go back to the scripture because there's a, there's a second part of this mm -hmm. I want to get to. So the first part, of, uh, part, first part of it was that husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat your wives with understanding as you live together. Okay. But then it says this in the second part, and Tracy, we're going to unpack this a little bit. This is why we need you here. It says, she may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Now, it's really interesting because mm -hmm. I could, I imagine some, some people maybe um, might take offense at, at that statement, mm -hmm. um, that she may be weaker than you are. And, and John Piper in, in the video does a, does a good job of explaining this. He's pretty passionate about this point. You know, we say women are the weaker sex mm -hmm. and we can debate that, but let's just leave it at this, that men and women are different and men and women are created different. Right. And I know our culture doesn't say that. Our culture is trying to do this unisex thing, but that a biblical worldview would say, well, no, that, that men are different than women and that husbands are different than wives. And I think that's part of what Paul's talking about here. Yeah, and I think, again, the understanding of that is when Paul in Ephesians talks about how husbands should love their wives um, and that it's modeled after, after Christ's love for the church, which was to die for her. Mm -hmm. I think if a husband is really loving his wife in that manner and leading in that kind of love that's selfless and sacrificial, I don't know a woman that's not going to say, hey, I can get on board with that. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean... I'm less than you, or you tell me what to do, and I just kind of walk behind you. Because mm -hmm. it also says that we're equal. We're different, but we work together. And I don't feel like there's um, there's strengths that I have that you don't have that make our marriage work and our family work, and there's strengths that you have that I don't have. So they work together. So if we were the same, we're competing for the same stuff, then it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. You bring your strengths, I bring mine. Let's not get caught up in what does that word mean we're equal partners in this pursuit together. Yeah. So what about, what about the, you know, is there a right way for a couple to look at say working outside of the home? Cause I know some, some couples, some families coming from maybe a little bit more of a traditional mindset, they would say, you know, the, the wife needs to stay home and the husband needs to provide. That's the man's job. Is there a biblical response to that in 2019? I think it's so, um, uh situation dependent mm -hmm. um what is the concept of work and what is the concept mm -hmm. of providing especially when you look at where we're at with raising these two little kids right um i going to work is an escape right now i'm on a <laughs> yeah. work trip here with you guys and my life is stress-free mm -hmm. compared to what it, it looks like at home yep and i feel guilty mm -hmm. right because uh, i know what katie is dealing with back there so I don't know. The way you define work is probably like the first part of that. Mm -hmm. um, she's putting in as much or more than I am on a daily basis dealing with that stuff. What I find interesting is that like the Bible had to, or not the Bible, the author in this case had to differentiate that women were weaker, mm -hmm. you know, and it, it seems to point to a physical strength, certainly. And I mm -hmm. think you have to put that in the perspective of the times. So of course, the primary way that they were making money or you know, succeeding back then was through the effort of physical labor, mm -hmm. mostly with agrarian, you know, cultures mm -hmm. and that type of stuff. So 
you could look at it as, hey, when it comes to production value, like, yes, a man is going to achieve more. That's obviously a mm -hmm. lot of bit different now. But I find that um, people just sort of like lose focus of the dynamic between you and your wife. So, you know, it's sort of a proven fact that men are really good at dealing with short term stress and women are much better with dealing with long term stress. So if our baby is choking, like I'm your guy, mm -hmm. I'm going to solve it. I'm not going to freak out. Mm -hmm. I like to think that like I can handle that one. Uh, as best as it can be handled. But if that baby continues to cry for the next seven minutes, mm -hmm. I am not your guy. Because <laughs> that's long-term stress that is long-term stress that I am not ready to deal with. Yeah. Um, anyway, I just highlight that as like this mm -hmm. dynamic of whatever, provider, nurturer, mm -hmm. uh, short-term stress, long-term stress. Like there is a, a balancing, mm -hmm. like you're talking about, Tracy, that occurs. I don't know that I look at it as... I am stronger than Katie. Mm -hmm. I just think that there are things that I'm better at and there right. are things that she's better at. Right. Yeah. And I, I just, I don't, I feel like that's a gray area. I think couples, mm -hmm. here's, here's what I would say. If you're a pursuer of God and you've put your trust in Jesus, then the Holy Spirit lives in you. And I think if you wonder about any of those questions, like I trust that God will lead you in that direction mm -hmm. and will give you the conviction you need to have for your family. Because I think there's lots of different ways that families can choose to do things. I don't think that it has to be right. wise or at home, which, right. by the way, is hard work if that's what a woman chooses Absolutely. to do, yeah. or outside of the home. I think the point is husband and wives understand that your relationship is the centerpiece in that home. And if you're not right in your marriage, then you're not going to create a healthy family dynamic mm -hmm. for your kids. And then know that you have a responsibility to raise those kids. So however you decide to do that, who's working out of the side of the home, you're both working outside the home, the dad stays home because the wife's job can pay more, whatever that is, mm -hmm. that you know that your goal is to raise them in the fear of the Lord. Yeah, and I would just say this to any husbands out there, if you're in that situation, that part of honoring your wife is to, is to really hear her heart. You know, you have a kid, and Alex, you guys are just here. You, you know, Katie was getting ready to go back mm -hmm. to work, and, and then, then somehow mysteriously she got pregnant, and now you've got your second kid here, and so she had to. You guys couldn't decide who's going to have the baby, right? But now at this point, you, you know, obviously she said, okay, well, I'm going to kind of put my career on hold again and do this. But that's a decision you guys made together, and. And you're on the same page and you honored her in that. And, and I would say you're honoring her by providing and working hard and going to work. And, um, and she's also uh, honoring you by, by what she's doing for the team at home. So, and Tracy, we did the same thing when, mm -hmm. when we had kids, we, you know, both of us have master's degrees, but, and you were getting ready to gear up your career, but, you know, we just decided together, you're going to, you know, kind of play the main role at home and, uh, and you did that well, and now, now that the kids are older, and we're we're able to get get on with both of our careers, and so I think every family, every couple has to mm -hmm. wrestle with that on their own. Right. But the other issue that Piper gets pretty animated about in this video is the idea of protecting, and so I don't know if he has a specific thing in mind that he's thinking of when when he says, "If you hear a noise in the basement, you don't." You don't say, honey, go down and check on that, right? That as a man, that that's kind of how, that was his application of this. She may be weaker than you are, but she's your equal partner. Treat her as, treat her as you should so your prayers will not be hindered. And he says, listen, the issue is not competency. It says, listen, you, you need to step up and do your job. Don't send your wife 
downstairs into that scary situation, you need to kind of be be willing to take the bullet for right. for your family and for your wife. And that's kind of an intense example, but yeah. I, I do feel like I find that more and more. It's like men just kind of skate through and let the wife make all the decisions and mm-hmm. she's running the kids to this thing and to that thing. And, you know, if churches, you know, wives are the ones getting people to church. And what I feel like Piper is saying in that mm-hmm. is like men step up and, mm-hmm. and be leaders in the home with your wife, like together partner in this thing. Don't just sit back and be like, ah, she's got it. Right. Also don't, you know, so don't send her down to the intruder and be like, oh, she's got it. Yep. She can deal with it. Well, she probably could, but you should be in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, Alex, for you, you had shared just about how turned off you were at church growing up because because of the kind of the picture that you had of Christian men or Christian pastors or leaders. Yeah, it's definitely, um, it could have just been when I was growing up in the 80s and 90s, but uh, the majority of leaders at the time sort of came off as um, not being a guy you'd want to have a beer with, um, go play a football game with. They were potentially portraying more of a like sensitive personality, not something that I would say the majority of my peers identified with at the time. Fortunately, I think that's changed a little mm-hmm. bit uh, in the Christian church, which is awesome. But this idea that uh, men should be men and sort of like looking at David as the uh, example, like that fierce warrior who's living for something as opposed to, you know, I, 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 I give flowery, eloquent language. Mm-hmm. Um, I would much rather see the former than the latter mm-hmm. um, from, from our Christian leaders. And then certainly men in a, in a marriage, you would want um, this guy that is so violently protective of his family that mm-hmm. nobody has a question that that guy is all about his family and is going to, to do the right thing, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to the, the wishy-washy guy who just sort of exists. Mm-hmm. Um, and Passive. His, and, yeah, mm-hmm. and his wife is really the rock of the family, and he's just, he's just kind of there. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and I think, I think that's what this passage is really talking about, saying, you, you know, step up and be a man. And especially, I think we need this message in a culture where masculinity is, it's almost like we have to apologize for masculinity or we, you know, we can't, we can't be men. And again, I don't, that doesn't mean what some of these gross men are doing in leadership. And uh, of course, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about being a godly man like Jesus. He was a leader. You know, he went to the cross. He sacrificed for his bride, the church. And I think that's what Peter has in mind here in First Peter three seven. Mm-hmm. He's talking about stepping up, and of course that means honoring your wife, um, like like Jesus honors and honored the church with his actions. Yeah, I think you know the word honor as we've been talking about. So I, you know, my military brain it instantly goes to that. So I try to just trying to think about the best group that sort of exemplifies it. Um, and it's not like duty, honor, country. I mean, those rewards get thrown around a lot in the military. But you look at the guys who uh, typically hold themselves up as having the most honor. And as a group, that'd mm-hmm. be the Marine Corps. Uh, they just tend to be the best at um, sticking together as a group like that. And it's like it's about honoring sort of their brother, the devil dog tradition, the guy next to them, the guy they're going to go to battle with. Um, maybe if we looked at marriage a little bit more like Mm -hmm. that, we might do a little bit better Mm -hmm. than like, this is going to be a little bit of a war. You're going to war with it, with your, with your wife, honor them like your battle partner in that. That's Mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. 
Well, the topic is called Men, Honor Your Wives, and you can find it in our uh, family section at PursueGod.org. Our marriage section is probably the best place to find it. Check it out tonight. Share it with your wife, your, your husband, your spouse, and uh, talk about this one and uh, learn how to uh, be more Christ-like in your marriages.